0: Hello Chi, welcome to China Money Podcast. Hello. Pleasure. Earlier this month, the People's Bank of China announced another targeted bank reserve requirement ratio cut. Yes. And now the big question is, uh, will the PBOC do a cross board RRR cut? What's your view?
1: It depends. The, the PBOC's policy action in the coming months, I think, is very data, de- uh, data dependent depending on how the economy reacts to the selective RR cuts in the past two months and also d- depending on the economy's reaction to the mini stimulus packages that, um, were, that were implemented in the past few months. Now if the economy reacts well and if you know, numbers that come out in the, c- in the coming months uh, show a recovery in the uh, in economy, I don't think there's a need for any interest rate or another RR cut uh, or universal RR cut. Um, I think uh, the PBOC is reserving uh, a universal cut in the RR or even interest rates as the last resort but that's not our base case for the time being because we are still seeing the economy uh, recovering in the second half of this year so that no major or drastic uh, monetary easing will be needed.
0: Some economist has been arguing that um, across the board RRR cut is not going to stimulate bank lending that much. Do you agree?
1: Overall I do because when you looked at the smaller banks or the banks in the rural areas they all have already had um, an excess excess reserve ratio of 7 percent. So that means they have money they're just not lending. So it doesn't really matter whether you you give them more money in their pocket as long as they're not lending there's no effect. So that part we don't know For the other banks, they also have excess excess reserve ratios in the neighborhood of 2-3%, to which means that in addition to the 20% they are uh, required to to put aside at the central bank, they are already putting aside 22-23%. So if you give them more money again, and if there's no reason for them to lend out the money, then the RR cut won't be effective.
0: Now let's move on to the property sector. The slowdown, yes. but. the, the overwhelming consensus among Chinese economists and analysts and strategists um, is that there won't be a housing bubble burst like in the U.S. market. Far from it. Tell us why.
1: Because you look at the um, the nature of the, the Chinese property market. There is at least two markets within the property market in China. But you break down the data into tier 1, tier 2 cities as one group, and then the rest tier 3, 4, 5 cities as another group, you see big bubbles in the tier 3, 4, 5 cities. Because prices there have been rising on the expectation of demand coming to catch up with supply. So people keep building and then keep asking for higher prices. There has been no uh, very strong underlying demand. But there has been always underlying demand, very strong underlying demand in the first uh, the, the, the first tier and the second tier cities, in you know, the Beijing, Guangzhou, Shenzhen, everybody wants to live in them. Everybody wants to buy a house there.
0: So, in other words, do you see prices continue to rise in first tier and second tier, no. tier cities?
1: No. What I see is that there's uh, much less price correction in the tier one, tier two cities than in the other. Cities.
0: in the current downturn but in long term you, th- you think they're going to still rise right
1: yes uh, long term I think what we are seeing is um, technically if you plot the um, property price um, you know in a graph uh, we are likely to see in the 10 15 20 years horizon that we're likely to see ascending bottoms you know cycles comes in peaks and bottoms but you know every successive every new bottom is going to be higher than the previous bottom. Because that's the nature of the Chinese property market that you always have excess demand. What what the problem that we are facing today in the Chinese property market is not so much of a bubble thing, it's more of an allocation problem, a misallocation of houses between Tier 1, Tier 2 cities and Tier 3, Tier 4, Tier 5 cities.
0: A lot of people also believe that the 3%, around 3% depreciation mm. of the RMB so far this year is only a temporary phase f- of the, the currency, that long term mm. the RMB is going back to its appreciation on trend. Yes. Do you agree?
1: Yes. I've held that appreciation view for the past, I don't know, I came back from, from, to Hong Kong for more than 10 years now. I've been holding that view for more than 10 years. And that view is going to still going to be valid at least for another two or three years.
0: Thank you so much, Chi.
1: Pleasure.